honey, I, I wanted to talk to you about this. Mm. It's geese Elaine, not guys Elaine. In the 12 Days of Christmas. What are you insinuating? That you thought it was guys Elaine? Like just a guys in a big old sex pile for one of the days of Christmas? Yep, that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Hello welcome to the 12th day of the 12 Days of Wixmas. We're we're at the end. Well. Well, I mean, yeah, no. We'll talk about that. Today is the 12th day of Flixmas, if we're doing this right, it's released on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. So if you're hearing this on the 24th, we've done it right. Are you okay? Why? Are you listening to this on Christmas Eve? Oh my God. Are you okay? There's better things to do. Yeah, bud. Bud, Bud, it's okay. It's okay. You can do Look, you can do so much. Email me at first.last at gmail and I'll talk to you. Look, just because they left doesn't mean that it's <laughs> over. Like you could rebuild. I guess that's that's like the the like terrible assumption that everyone celebrates Christmas, which is not true. Oh, not true at all. Not There's true. a ton of people that don't celebrate Christmas that are um not listening to this podcast because yeah. why would you listen if you don't celebrate christmas i mean yeah. maybe if you just like the movies i get yeah. that what if you just like the movies speaking of movies oh we were watching a california christmas which we thought was a different movie oh we thought it was gonna be fun and it was not that fun uh the trailer or clip made it look lighthearted. very serious and melodramatic. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm Nick Pettigrew. I don't know if we've done that. Nope. We've always consistently something bad at, at saying our names. Yes. You don't do something at the top. <clears throat> yeah. And that's Mikaela Pettigrew. Uh, I'll just speak for her as a man should do. Mm, please. If I've learned anything in these 12 Days of Christmas movies, is that the man oftentimes needs to like step up. Oh, that was my Christmas wish. That I step up? Yeah. I do it so much. Well, this got real. Like an alpha? This got really real like oh. a California Christmas. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so why don't you read the synopsis? Yes, the synopsis for a California Christmas is as follows. From the lovely people, once again, at com. They've been here for us the entire time, and we love them. Here you go. Synopsis. Needing to acquire a California family farm to complete a business deal, CEO Amy Van Asten forces her Casanova son, Joseph, to seduce the woman owner into complying or else losing his lavish lifestyle. Mistaken for an an expected ranch hand, Joseph accepts the job as a means to infiltrate the situation and get the owner to sell. Unfortunately, manual labor isn't in his background, and neither is falling for a woman he's trying to seduce. Now, look, this felt like the perfect book end of Christmas Inheritance. Yes, and I will say, tons of bingos. This was ripe with bingos. Um, It just, it was, we thought, like Christmas Inheritance, a Netflix film that was a light rom-com Christmas time movie. Yes. This is a Christmas time movie, not a light rom com. Which is weird because it, it is a married couple. 
they yeah the 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 stars of this are actually married in real life but have not great chemistry not great chemistry and some I gotta say, this movie has the closest to seeing titties that we've seen in oh, any movie. Almost fuck. And almost fuck. And at the same time, still not that much chemistry. No. On the Zane Quinn scale, it's like a four. Yeah, yeah. Not that we would see them having. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I just, you know, <clears throat> I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, so the story starts off like all of these stories do. Um, I think with Zane uh, telling a woman that he's just freshly bedded. Or not Zane, I'm sorry. Joseph. <laughs> Got Zane on the brain. Um, in Zane in the membrane. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we do find out that, okay, just like to back it up to the very first part of the credits. We found out the producers in the movie. Oh, yes. And that the female lead, who is half of the married couple, is also a producer and writer. Yes. Yes. The, um, who's that? Uh, Leo, Ali Afshar, is also, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, he is like, the executive producer, I think, of the movie? Very heavily invested in this. And also Leo. And I gotta say, I kinda get it. He's good. not a bad actor. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. He did a good job. Um <clears throat> Yeah, uh, so it starts off exactly like we you know, every every single one of these Christmas movies with a guy freshly betting a woman. And then telling her, like, he's got to cut out, but here's the hotel room menu. Yes. Pick up something. Have some fun. get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. And she's like, the girl seems to know the whole score, though. Yeah. She's not surprised. She's sex positive. She's fine with it. He's like, I'll call you later. She's like, no, you won't. Yeah. She's like, no, this is fun. Uh, We thought it was a hotel at first, but we do find out later he's just in a, a... building but then he gives it but the menu is like a hotel menu they don't have on-site catering in this place it's got to be a but also why would he be staying in a hotel when he lives and works in the heart of san francisco which is where this movie takes well no no that's not where the movie takes place which here's the thing you get the big city of san francisco which does set up the sequel film to this, A California oh, Christmas, I think it's like City, city Lights of San something. Francisco or something like that. Um, it, I think it was his house, though. Um, yeah, I thought it was his house, too. Anyways, we're getting hung up on the fact that his house is maybe also in a hotel. Maybe he lives in a hotel. Mm. Maybe he's one of those guys. <clears throat> um, but he's late to the boardroom meeting. So we got a bingo card nepotism. We got nepotism right off the bat. He's a member of his mom's business. Um, and she reveals to him that he's going to be going to this small farm where the family needs. They're trying to buy this land out from this this uh, woman. But she's being very stubborn and resistant. She's a young woman. Yes. She's running a dairy farm. Um, And the mom... And this is insane. She's like, 
since you're so good at convincing young girls to do things, yeah, phrased very poorly. Oh God, <laughs> I hated that. She's like, maybe you could convince her to sell the property. That was a. I looked the other way for a very long time, kind of hey, attitude. Son, you suck. But can you use your suck at least for once to help this family? Yes. Is kind of the vibe of it. Like, I don't want to go into... Look, we're not going to Crystalia this. We're not going to go looking through your Snapchat history or anything like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> but you got to go try and seduce this woman for me. Yeah, and then uh, we see him back in his his private car breaking up with a sensational woman. Oh, that's right. Immediately... We see him on the road going to wine country. Breaking up with her over voicemail. Mm -hmm. Which apparently is his MO. That's how he do. And that's how we know that he's kind of a scumbag. Breaking up over voicemail. Um, Leo, his man butler, assistant. What is the... I don't know. His, His dude. Yeah, but the added stakes of this whole scenario... Is that if he doesn't get the girl to sell her property by Christmas, it, all of these things are, the deal has to be done by Christmas. Mm-hmm. Every business deal in these movies so far has been like, it's got to be done by Christmas or else Christ is going to come down and stop us. Or everyone will stop believing in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the, oh yeah, the big thing is that. If he doesn't get it done by Christmas, he loses the car, he loses his uh, apartment, he's cut off financially from the family, he loses Leo, his his butler his, friend. His yeah. Um, so he's got a little fire under his keister to try and get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo's just talking to him about wine country, and because Joseph's not that great of a guy, he pops in some air buds. AirPods, I'm sorry, not AirBuds. He pops in a DVD of the film AirBuds. Uh, <laughs> AirPods. <laughs> AirBuds singular. I don't think there's one. Um, yeah, and then he's listening to the coolest rock music. They just found some butt rock. I'm just a guy going on a road trip. Road trip, man. Road, 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 road trip, man. Like, that's what this, I mean, <laughs> kind of where it was at, like that level. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, and then he spills his coffee. Oh, that's right. He spills his coffee on his shirt because he was going full dressed up to the nines. Pretty boy. Um, spills coffee on his shirt. Fortunately, Leo was ha- just so happening to take a load of uh, clothes to donation Uh so he's got a bunch of like regular joe clothes in the back of the car why 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 they would be in the back of this car when he knows that he's driving to wine country to try and get this whole situation done instead of like just i mean i guess maybe it's that thing where sometimes you just have stuff in your car for forever even though you know that like (laughs) they're not in that car no not in that beautiful car um but fortunately, Joseph Joe is able to change into um, a more casual outfit. He's got a very fun T-shirt. He's wearing Hold on. bingo card shirtless. Oh, that's right. We do get to see him pop his top right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the 
The shirt says, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> That's good. That's just good, clean fun right there. And uh, he's wearing that. He's got some jeans. He seems uncomfortable in the clothes because obviously they're not his clothes. Uh, he picks a wedgie out of his butt, which I thought was kind of... He's never worn jeans. Never worn jeans once in his life. Um, so he's walking up to the property in his outfit, sees this woman birthing a calf. Callie. Yes, Callie. Now, when I say birthing a calf, I mean, like, she's pulling a calf out mm -hmm. of a cow. She is not herself shooting a baby calf out of her uterus. That would be a totally different movie. We would have mentioned that at the top. And arguably a much better film. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, but she's having trouble. She's trying to pull this cow out, or this calf out, and she needs water. She's yelling for water from her sister, uh, a young girl. Hannah. Hannah. Um, again, I gotta be honest, I kind of feel like Joseph and Hannah's chemistry was a little bit better. Than oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so trying to get the water. He comes in, says he'll hold the water for her, at which point Hannah assumes that he is the new ranch hand, Manny. This is important. The name Manny, and thus... A secret is born for the movie. Secret. Secret. Bingo, baby. And he doesn't look like a Manny. Does not look like a Manny at all. And they keep bringing up that he doesn't look anything like his picture, which is like, I don't know. When you hire people, do they have like a ton of pictures on their resume for like ranch hands? Or do they just like, you know, schedule a thing, they show up? Full of heroin and hopes, and you just kind of, like, let them do their thing. Why are they full of heroin? I don't know. I just imagine anybody that's, like, doing general ranch work is, like, no? All right. All right. Okay. We'll back away from this. We'll back away from it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he helps her birth the calf. Now, here's something that annoyed the hell out of me. Callie is begging for the water. Once the water gets there... It doesn't have any. She doesn't use it. Even though. She doesn't use it. She goes up front to give words of encouragement to the cow. Yes. And tells Joseph to pull the cow out. Yeah, so he has to do the work she was just mm -hmm. doing. And then she's like, I just need a doctor. But they weren't expecting him to come until the next day. Yeah. What was she going to do about this calf? I think the calf would have would have suffered a... It, no, the calf would have been fine. I it hope just so. had really self, bad self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you already get the sense that she's kind of overworked on this farm. She's, you know, doing everything. Um, and she doesn't like Manny. Right off the bat, she doesn't like Joseph Manny because he seems kind of cavalier. He's uh, wearing a stupid themed shirt you know all those different reasons um and she's very you know there's my family's farm she doesn't have an accent no she doesn't she doesn't have, have any kind of ca of there, southern accent yeah uh she did say i thought you were the suit that's right well there, there's supposed to be a suit coming by later but don't worry i've got a shotgun yeah. for him yeah was she gonna shoot him in the fucking face i think so that is wild or at least i mean even the threat of shooting someone in the face seems aggressive seems a little intense um 
so yeah, uh, he basically gets set up in a camper at the edge of the farm. Why? Why? Why would he go along with this? Like, I get he's trying to trick her. Yeah, but I don't. Well, I mean, he she immediately is like, I don't want no fancy suit coming in here and trying to convince me to sell my land. But you, you're a ranch hand. You're strong. You're firm. Good job helping me with this calf. So he sees it as like an in, but he and knows it. no accent. Yeah. But I just, I, at some point she's going to have to know. Yes. At some point she's going to have to know, but he's thinking that by the time he gets her to sign that contract, he'll be in and out. In and out. Yes. <laughs> um, so he gets Leo to go around town and try and find Manny, which doesn't take him long because he's at the car detailer. next to him. Yeah. Um, finds Manny, gets him to, pays him off so that he doesn't uh, show up and ruin everything, which was actually kind of a smart um, moment in the movie. And it, it, it allowed them to have at least some comedic uh, yes. character, which yes. happens in the form of Manny. Because yes. without Manny, this is a... Oh. This is a painful movie. The saddest of movies. I think mm-hmm. I just got bummed out at one point and had it shut down. And here's part of the reason why you got bummed out is that we have, much like Christmas with a Prince, we got somebody who's got cancer. And you know it because she's got a head wrap. She's got yeah. <laughs> a lot of beanies, a lot of head wraps. But because the actress was like, you're not going to fucking shave my head for this. Mm-hmm. She's got hair kind of poking out of there, and they have to make a point at one point of saying, like, oh, look at that. Your hair's growing back. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job growing a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. But you never see the full head of hair, because no. it's always under wraps, under some kind of a bandana or beanie situation. And she's yeah. also got the breathing tubes, like, in her nose. Really selling the fact this woman is dying. dying. And just further piling on to this uh, picture of this family struggling to get by. Um, But still refusing to sell the land. Oh, and she's our bingo, because she is uh, from... Drop Dead Gorgeous? No, not Drop Dead Gorgeous. She was in Drop Dead Gorgeous in a smaller role, I think, but... Um, mostly she's been in a ton of like early 2000s, early 2000s movies, uh, notably Final Destination. Amanda Detmer is her name. Um, been in a bunch of other stuff too. Um, but yes, she is our, uh, she's our B-list bingo, baby. Yeah. And, uh, so what is up happening here? Okay. Um. We find out that. Oh, we also meet Connor, who is... Here's the thing. There's there's also a secret that they're oh, keeping no, no. from the audience. Oh. oh, yeah. I was like, before we meet Connor, we get that flashback. Yeah. Of her in the car. With someone who kind of looks like Connor, but turns out to be Liam, Connor's mm. brother. And her in the backseat. Yeah, they're in the backseat of a car. Um, she's having some weird flashback situation. We don't know exactly what that's about but guess what guys it's gonna just add on to more of her like shit (sighs) that she's trying to sort through and deal with someone should be in therapy and they are not yeah i mean this was um 
This was written by uh, Callie. Actress, yeah. yeah, it was written by the lead actress. And it feels like it. Because they really gave her a ton to deal with. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this is at all true. I don't know. Mm, no, there's no way. There's no way this movie is at all based in any kind of reality. Well, it's possible. I find it very doubtful. All right. So um, <laughs> Joseph calls his mom, says he's going to need a few days. He's trying to work something out here. And she's like, you have until Christmas Eve. You have to get the deal signed. Giving him, like, a hard deadline. Yes. And giving us a timeline. Apparently, I, I think it's at this point, like, maybe December 12th, something like that. Yes. Like, my brother's birthday is basically where we're at right now. That's how uh, I, I noted the time. Yeah, time. that's how I noted the time. It's based on my brother's year, day of birth. Not year of birth. It's 1983. That would be a different movie. That's right. My brother was born December 12th, 1983. Oh, yeah. Info. Yeah, if you need that for any um, social identity fraud. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, uh, we also cut to Manny and Leah. Manny's good at wine tasting. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit there. but no, I, the, Oh, did you want to talk about the two crosses? The two crosses? Oh, we haven't even seen the two crosses yet. Um, is that the flashback? Oh, that's right. Okay, so she stops by and we see two crosses on the side of the road, which, as we all know, you see two crosses by the side of the road. There was a car accident and two people died. If it was just one person, there'd be one cross. Two people died in this accident. We don't know exactly who, but it's pretty safe to assume it's probably her dad, which it ends up being. Yes, and that other guy. And Liam. Who's Connor's brother? Connor comes by and he's like fucking hitting on Callie the whole time. Yeah. And you find out later it's because he said, I promised Liam that I'd take care of you. And it's like, what is your version of taking care of somebody? Like, giving him, like, like if you were trying to take care of your grandma, you wouldn't go down on her. That's not helping oh, your grandma. Do you know oh, what I mean, boy. though? Like, <laughs> I just oh, imagine. <laughs> He's like, go to the old folks' home, help out, take care no, of them. He's like, okay, oh I'll do it. And then just shattering hips everywhere. Oh, God. Uh, oh, you're so happy with that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Um, Manny, though, we should point out, is, the real Manny, not Joseph Manny, is really good at basically blackmailing Joseph out of a lot of money and privilege like he gets a couple thousand dollars he gets a house to stay in like a nice house that he stays in with leo and i feel like there was a romance between manny and leo that we did not see uh definitely a bromance definitely a bromance but also like i i would have a lot of bonding i would have enjoyed that that would have been a fun move they need more I, I, they cut some of that out and they shouldn't have. yeah it's a lot of them like have like first odd couple odd couple situation because manny's loose he's kind of dirty um he's drinking wine out of the bottle whereas leo is very sophisticated he's drinking wine out of a glass he doesn't really play video games manny loves video games um but by the end of it they're all on board together yeah 
They're best of friends. Manny and Leo playing games together and tasting wine, enjoying facials. Yes, and Manny has like a really good nose for. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, tasting. he's got. Uh, he's like an idiot savant where he has uh, super sommelier abilities, which comes into which comes in handy later. Mm-hmm. Um, as we'll find out. So Joseph starts working on the farm. And then we get, uh, do we get the delightful montage at this point of him doing the first day of work? Yeah, that he's bad at farming. Oh, he's bad at farming. He's bad at manual labor. He's constantly calling Manny and asking him, like, how do I get an axe out of a stump? (laughs) (laughs) How do I muck a stall? Things that, like, I mean, I I could see how it might be unusual. Um, but. He's still got through it. I was kind of happy that he, he. with it. Yeah, but Callie, though, almost wants to fire him off the bat immediately because she has a one-strike rule, which means that she plays very quick games of baseball. I mean, we are getting <laughs> through it. <laughs> I mean, that's that sounds like a good idea. I think so. Long. I think one-strike rule of baseball makes it a lot more uh, intense in terms of whether or not you're going to swing at that pitch. Yeah. A lot more high stakes. Um, <clears throat> because she sees... That some of the feed bins are completely empty on the farm, which means the cows haven't eaten all day. And when you're running a dairy farm, I'm assuming cows need to eat so that they can make the milks that you use to sell dairy. And they're swimming in debt, by the way. I should also oh, point out that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think earlier she had asked her, like, why don't you sell to the suit if you need the money? And yeah. she talks about how, like, the land is important to her because it's her family. Yeah, and even cancer dying mom is like, "Hey, maybe we should sell this fucking land." Like, yeah. <laughs> but Callie's holding firm, and you find out literally the main reason that she doesn't want to sell that land is that it's because that's where her fiance and father died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to leave. Yeah, I would want to get away from that place. And also, who was driving the white truck that almost that, that that killed? We never find out who was driving the the mm. white truck that killed the father and Liam. Apparently, that's not a not important. Not important to the movie at all. I'm going to imagine, for the sake of it, that it was Manny, and <laughs> we never Jeez. find out about that because <laughs> he's local. He's a local farmhand in the small town. That's how I got the job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. We also find out that, oh, that's right. So she wants to fire him for the feed bins, but she doesn't fire him because he does help her to get the uh, other food down, finds out the food's expired. He says he'll go into town and buy more food for um, mm-hmm. for the cows. And so she's like, all right, um, yeah, I'm going to my second job now. Yes, she works six nights a week at a bartending job. In... Um, basically, like, it's a bar, but it's a bar that, like, you remember when you were in elementary school, and the elementary school <laughs> needed more classrooms, so they brought in bungalows, which were, like, oh, these yeah. wooden boxes. <laughs> we, we didn't call them bungalows, we called them, like, trailers. Yeah. We were in Stockton. Yeah. We didn't, uh, we were in Sacramento calling them fancy things like bungalows. But yeah, that's basically what this bar is. It's a bungalow bar. Um, <clears throat> Christmas lights everywhere. Not because it's Christmas, 
because it's that kind of bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Callie's working there as a bartender nights because she's trying to make money. How much debt are they in that not only the the dairy farm's not making enough money to turn a profit mm-hmm. apparently, but even her working nights as a bartender isn't making them at least. Well, how much is it, does it cost to like keep a farm running? Probably a well, lot. I don't know, but she got an eviction notice on the house, which like you don't even have enough money to pay for the house. Like that's crazy. And maybe you should sell because you're overextended and your business model isn't working. It's unfortunate. It happens. You're privileged enough to be in a position where you own land that you could sell people at a a wild profit. But she loves that land. I guess, man. Yeah, I think that's the whole... I think that's the whole plot. Yeah. Well, no, but... So Callie gets there. She's working the bar. Connor's already there. He's drinking. Mm -hmm. He makes another pass at Callie. Like, baby, I want to make you feel good. I'm going to make you feel good. I mean, it's not that, but it is that. Where he's like... But before Connor gets there, we also see Leo come in and Manny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joseph goes to the bar also after Manny tells him to dress fancy. So he's dressed like the gaudiest cowboy in the world until Leo mm-hmm. walks in who's dressed as an even fancier yes. rhinestone studded cowboy. Fringe and tassels. <laughs> and then Manny comes in and he is not as fancy, but still he's he's managed to get himself a very nice shirt. Yes. A flame uh a fl- like a Western style flame shirt. Like if Guy Fieri was going yes. to a barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Well, this is when the little sister sees that. The little sister's not at the bar. No, but this is when we see her looking up online the picture of Manny. And she immediately knows that it's not Joseph. But because she's young and dumb, I guess, um, not full of anything, uh, she, <laughs> she puts her finger over Manny's mouth because he has a mustache and without the mustache, she's like, maybe it's this guy. Definitely not, though. This the this Manny guy definitely seems to have some form of Latino heritage. Yeah. And Joseph clearly yeah, does not. Some, he is definitely Latino. Yeah. Um, I love that it's called ranchhandneeded.com. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Ranchhandneeded.com. Yes. Um, hold on one second. Now that you've told me that, I gotta know. Ranchhandneeded.com. Not a site. <laughs> oh, and uh, <clears throat> Kelly says that today would have been the first day of her last treatment. Oh, that's right. It would have been the first day of the mom's last treatment. And that's when you mm-hmm. find out that she stopped doing chemo. Yep. Um, even though the doctor advised, like, she keep doing it. Uh, she stopped doing it. So we know that the mom is dying. Yes, actively. Yeah, uh, I mean we're all actively dying, but the mom's oh, re- the mom's really going for it. I think is what we're trying to say. <laughs> um, so Connor. Hold on again. A Christmas movie. Yes, a Christmas movie. Um, Connor is making a drunken pass at Callie very aggressively, mm-hmm. and then Joseph steps in. To try and stop it. He punches Connor. 
which immediately we get the trope of like the uh, the city guy punching somebody and then going like ow my hand uh." (laughs) and connor just like wailing on him yes and this continues until callie the bartender breaks a beer bottle and threatens to stab both of them with the broken beer bottle that's how you do it i'm this is supposed to show that she's like a tough no-nonsense chick but also like that is escalating things lady yeah no, no. Well, or ending things. I mean, she's been a bartender there six days a week. How often has she had to do that? I hopefully not that often, because then the floor would be littered with glass everywhere. I think every every night that's what she does. Just peanut shells and broken glass on the bar. It's like it's. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like a country cool. song. Yeah, broken glass and peanut shells. <laughs> so much glass it becomes like that like sea foam. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um. So she kicks both of them out. Uh, Connor immediately starts to get a whiff that maybe something's not right here with uh, Joseph because he knows Manny. He knows the real Manny. And then Joseph shows up and says that his name's also Manny. So we get this weird kind of situation. And that Connor wouldn't know that Manny is the farmhand of his, like, this girl's ranch yeah. or was going to be the the farmhand. Like, he wouldn't have set that up? <clears throat> yeah. It, it's weird to me. Um, but so then Callie decides to take the day off to be with the mom. Yeah, but um, also this is the first kind of like love interesty thing, because Joseph says like nobody deserves to be treated like that. Oh yeah, you don't deserve it. You're a good person, Callie. Yeah. Um. Which is very sweet. Yeah. And definitely written by a woman. Oh yeah, definitely written by a woman. Because there's no like, let me see your titties. <laughs> that's not that's what a man would have done you think that that's what if a man wrote this movie this is the point where he'd be like I saved you from getting sexually assaulted now I'm threatening you <laughs> <laughs> I mean most male movies this is when he would have tried to fuck her well this is that thing um, I mean you do bring up a good point where I think a lot of nice guys were conditioned like quote unquote nice guys were conditioned by films because the woman would be uh, attacked or threatened sexually by some dude. The good guy would show up, beat up the mm-hmm. bad guy. And then the girl would in turn just give him the sex that yeah, the bad guy was trying to take. Or gratitude. Nothing makes a woman wetter than almost being sexually assaulted yes. and then being saved. Yes, the fear and the relief just makes us like that damn <laughs> Uh, so yes, the Callie takes the day off to hang out with the mom, and now she can because Joseph's doing the stuff around the ranch. Yes, Joseph's being very helpful around the ranch and allows the mom and uh, Callie and Hannah to all have a nice picnic out on the lawn while Joseph is painting their fence. Which, if you're a ranch hand, are you? Is that part of the job where you have to like paint somebody's like home fence, like little white picket fence? That seems kind of shitty. It could be. I feel like I would be like, hey, no, I mean, like, I'll take care of the cows and shit, but I'm not doing, I'm not going to, like, be a handyman at your home. Your ranch hand. I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So we get the first kind of, like, you know, he's he's watching the family be cute, and he smiles, and Callie's watching him, and she smiles, mm-hmm. and 
We're starting to build some chemistry here. Um, God, then what happens? This movie is just... <laughs> then this is kind of when we find out that she's bingo card. She has a dead dad and dying mom. Oh, that's right. Dead dad, dying mom. We find out that. Um, it we, we, We're not getting the, the sexual tension yet, though, right? No. Th- well, we did get the tickle fast with the sister. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of a tickle fest between the sister and uh, Joseph and Callie. And then it looks like Joseph's going to kiss Callie in front of the sister. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't happen. Interrupted kiss. Mm-hmm. Because the sister asks if they want pastrami sandwiches or peanut butter sandwiches. And this is the point in the movie where they could have invented the peanut butter pastrami sandwich, and the fact that they didn't mm. proves that they're cowards. Disgusting. Get out there. Be culinary adventurous. Be Guy Fieri going to a barbecue. You know what I mean? Like, go out and try and get it. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but we do get the um, weird prayer scene. Oh, yes. So um, the family invites Joseph over for dinner. Uh, and Hannah says grace over the dinner, and this is like a, just a little weird Christian overtone, which is one of the reoccurring kind of like yeah. themes in a lot of these movies is like not uh, not a beating you over the head with it kind of thing, but like just a a, a sousant of Christianity. Is that the right term? <laughs> sousant? A season? Yeah, there's like a little bit of seasoning of Christianity. Okay. Just a little seasoning. A little sprinkle? Yeah, just a little sprinkle of Christianity. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, a, it's a very... And I, I just wrote, needed? No, not at all. I don't think so. No, never needed. Um, okay. But then we get the bingo card montage of their bonding and falling in love. Oh, that's right. And learning the value of hard work. And I think it's set to, again, another butt rock soundtrack montage like i don't know who this band is i'm assuming it's ali afshar's band because he's mm, like maybe. so closely intertwined with everything else in the movie um <clears throat> but yeah so then this is also when she reveals that the family has a few old vines on the property because this is wine country so i guess everyone has some some vines somewhere they were going to open up a family vineyard, but then the dad died because of the car accident. Yes. <laughs> so he ruined their future. Yeah. Put them in debt um, because he was taking out a lot of loans for the winery that never came to be. Um, but she makes bottles of wine for her friends. Yes. And then Joseph is rebuilding the motorcycle that was her father's. She's rebuilding the, the dead dad's motorcycle. But not replacing her father in any way. No, 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 no. And this isn't weird, any kind of weird overtones, that it's not until he rebuilds the motorcycle, takes her out on a spin for it, that she gets in the mood to fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with him feeling some, you know, stability and love that she's had absent for the last year since her father died. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, that's what happens, is that he rebuilds the motorcycle he takes her out on it. He drives her to her work. Says, I'll pick you up later, baby. And. Uh, <laughs> well, is this one where <clears throat> the mom has like a cancer scare? Oh, that's right. Yes. There is a point 
You think the mom's going to bite it. The Yeah, prior to the motorcycle f- being yes. finished, where the mom is not waking up. Uh, and so... Well, the first of the do- this little sister's like, mom's still sleeping in, and it's like very late. Yeah, and the sister's like, I'm going to go check on her. Uh, Hannah, you go feed the cows. <laughs> yeah. Trying distracting, and then... She starts screaming for help from the house, which apparently Hannah doesn't hear. No, he just hears. But Joseph hears and is like, Hannah, you stay here and feed the cows. I'm going to go see what's going on with your sister. Sprints off, takes the mom to the hospital. He's the knight in shining armor, even though they constantly bring up the fact that Callie doesn't want or need a knight in shining armor. She needs needs somebody to help take care of these things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because without Joseph, what is she going to do in all of these situations? She's calling an amber, an amber lamps. Oh, no. She's calling an amber lamps, which is putting them even more in debt in that situation. You know what I mean? And she's never finding out what to do about the vineyard, which is a whole thing we'll get into in a second. Um, <clears throat> so as much as she says she doesn't need a knight in shining armor... Her whole life would be ruined without him coming in and saving the day. Yeah, and then we, we get the mom calling Joseph and reminding him he's going to lose his job if he can't close the deal or she's going to come and do it herself. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which the night of the motorcycle ride, yes, she does call Leo and is like, hey, I'm coming into town, mm-hmm. which uh, prompts... Leo and Manny to go on a wild manhunt for Joseph. They don't find him because they go check the bar. And at that moment, he's doing a dip with Callie behind the bar. He's like dancing with her. And so in that brief dip moment, Manny and Leo run into the bar, don't see him there, and then just immediately run back out. They don't even think to be like, hey, we should ask Callie, like, where's Manny? You know what I mean? Or like walk around. Yeah. Um... But then Connor sees them, and they're like, we have to find Joseph, um, which ticks him off. It's, you know, this isn't right. Connor goes on a website, finds all of the modeling pictures that the actor took <laughs> like yeah. that oh, are supposed to be of Joseph Van Aston. But they're like... <laughs> Whatever that actor's name is. Yeah. Just yeah. a lot of, like, fashion poses and stuff like that. Um so the jig is pretty much up. And at this point, though, Joseph is constantly trying to tell Callie that he is yeah, not. He is. Yeah, he's trying to tell her the truth. But each time he's getting blocked by kisses. Like it is the opposite of the kiss interrupted. It is the kiss Too interrupting many plot. Too yeah. Many kisses. 48 kisses. Yeah. And it's always like. When they're having a sad moment or something, like after she tells him about the father dying and Liam dying. Drowning and dead. And yeah. I can't lose this place because it's my parents. Instead of him now telling her the truth, he just goes in and kisses her. Yeah. Because when you're in an awkward situation like that where someone's like giving you their heart, sometimes the only thing you can think to do is make out with them. I mean. And then fuck under the moonlight. Yeah, where is the time? Is it earlier that they get like really close to having sex? Oh, that was the peanut butter pastrami scene where he starts macking on her hard. 
throws her up on a, a tool bench. Yeah. Like he was going to take her to Pound Town. Definitely the first time in all of these movies that they've gone to that lake. It's definitely the first time in any of these more movies where you felt like, oh, these people might fuck. Yeah, more than suggestion. Yeah, more than just like a cute kiss or something. Like you see uh, in the Moonlight sequence when they finally uh, perform the act of coitus in an empty field. Um, Callie unzips her leather vest. She takes her bra off like it's a full kit and caboodle show. But we don't see any titties because it's tasteful because it's Christmas. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a Christmas movie. Um, and so again, we cut to the next day. Joseph is wanting to tell her the truth. Yes. Um, getting denied again because some other shit pops up. Um, and then Connor, or and it's at this point. That Leo and Manny get in touch with Joseph, tell him his mom's coming into town, looking for him. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. I think this is when the mom goes to the hospital. No, the mom hospital thing was earlier. No, it was part of what helped build the rapport because it's the pastrami sandwich, pastrami peanut butter sandwich, makeout scene. No. Yes. Honey, I love you. You fell asleep halfway through the movie. I know. His mom's still sleeping, almost dies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, there's like the whole thing going on with the mom, the Van Aston mother coming into town. Oh, we do get a silent night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We do have a, there is a silent night audio. And his dad, his dad is dead. Where they do, yeah, he does mention that his dad's dead. What he loved to do was just build motorcycles with his dad, which is how he knows how to build the motorcycle. The one skill that he does have. Um, Otherwise, he's just a spoiled, uh, rich brat. He rips up the contract. Yeah, I think I'm behind where we are. Yeah, he rips up the contract. Um, because he's trying to figure out like what would his dad do in this situation, and apparently, what his dad would do is not tell Callie what's going on and then bang her. So okay, when the mom shows up, we have the movie update that she gives them. Yes. Oh, right, right, right. So the Van Aston mom shows up on the farm property to talk. Um, Connor has already spilled the beans to Callie. So it's the morning after Callie and Joseph have banged. And she wakes up to a wall of text messages from Connor, which is already like red flag for... Connor. Yeah. But it turns out that the wall of text is... Him revealing that this guy is not Manny. He's Joseph Van Aston. The son. Yeah, here's all these headshots. (laughs) Uh, Here's his IMDb profile. Here's when he was on CSI. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so she's heartbroken. She bangs on the RV. Tells him different kind of bang. Different bang. Um, tells him to get the fuck off of her property. Doesn't want him there anymore. Mm Um, he's like, I wanted to tell you, but titties. About your titties. Yeah. Um, but then this is when the mother shows up. The Van Aston mother shows up to the property. Joseph tries to stop her, tell her that these people aren't going to sell because Mm -hmm. you don't understand them, mom. Not like I do. (laughs) And the mom immediately, I think, correctly clocks the situation. She's like, oh, you've been here just 
plain farmhand. Is that yeah. what's going on? For a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and then she does disclose that the dad had took out a loan on his life insurance policy. Yes. For Be- the winery. The mom, the Van Aston mom is talking to Callie and um, Cancer Mom. And she's explaining to them that, like, here's what we're going to offer you. It'll pay off your debt. It'll pay off um, a lot of stuff and give you guys a nice chunk to rebuild your life. Which is great because they are drowning in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the mom and then she's like, you also have to consider that your mom's going to die. And you got funeral costs and stuff to pay for. And the mom's like, don't worry about that. I got life insurance. And then the Van Aston mom is like, no, no you, you don't. Because <laughs> your dad took out a loan against your life insurance. Yep. Which I don't know how that works, but that seems very shady. Yeah, I think if and you also, have a big policy, I guess you could. But also she at this point has, I'm assuming she already has cancer when he does this. No. You can't get a life policy somewhere. No, no, no. I mean, she had a life policy prior to her getting cancer. Right. But, I mean, at this point, when he takes out the loan against her life policy, he knows that his wife has cancer. So, like, what an insane thing to do to be like, I'm betting she's going to live a couple more years. Well, I think he was betting he was going to live because he died in a freak accident. Yeah, but the life insurance policy that he took out was against his wife's life insurance policy. Yeah, but that means if she dies, he would have gotten more. Yeah. Yeah. But if he took a loan out against it, he doesn't get anything if the loan's outstanding, I don't think. I, you know what? This is complicated. This is why... You and I don't have life This policies. is why we are drowning in debt ourselves. <laughs> so, okay, the, the best part is that the mom tells... Them that they have a move out date. And what is that move out date? Oh honey? my god. The move out date is going to be January 6th. What year? 2021. Yep. <laughs> this, this movie posits the insurrection of the Capitol. And I, if there is a QAnon conspiracy, the fact that they haven't tied it into this movie yet is insane. Yeah. Again, this is a Christmas movie. Because. All right, so here's here's the QAnon conspiracy theory. Callie and her family are the Trumps, all right? What? January 6th is supposed to be their eviction date. Um, the Van Astens are the Bidens. They're coming in, trying to buy them out, take them out. Um, the, no, I'm saying the QAnon conspiracy is that January 6th is the day that's supposed to be the day that they get kicked out, but it turns out to be the day that they get saved instead. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just throwing out some wild scenarios in my head. I just... This is <clears throat> just so insane. And then also there's Pizzagate, so there's the <laughs> sex kids in a pizza parlor. I think I'm too dumb for these like uh, no. conspiracy theories. No, the problem is, is that you're smart enough to not care about them. I'm like, wait, none of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. We have to move our elf on the shelf. Yes, we do. We'll do that after. Okay, so, yeah, the, we, we figured out it was going to be January 6, 2021. We're like, oh. <clears throat> Wild, yeah. Um, so, Callie is heavily considering selling the farm because she doesn't have a lot of options. Um, Joseph is packing up, getting ready to go. He gives Manny and Leo 
the wine that uh, Callie's family had been making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, oh, this is good. This is, yeah. like, amazing. This is the best wine I've ever had in my life. They take it to a sommelier. The sommelier gives them the thumbs up. Oh, it's the wine. Yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> that's all I can imagine. He's like, yes, that's wine. And so then Joseph hatches this whole scheme without Callie knowing that he's going to sell the wine to these people. Which is crazy. To raise the money for them to not have to sell the farm. Um, <clears throat> but then he also tells the sommelier, apparently, or the guy who works for the wine company, that the the vines are being taken care of. They're well tended to, which is a fucking lie. They're sitting in a desolate field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes on to Callie's property after she's already said she doesn't want him there. And he's doing fucking work trying to get the vines to look nice. It's just... And she shows up with a shotgun. As well she should. Mm-hmm. The fact that she doesn't murder him is a blessing, I guess. Yeah. He tells her the deal. Um, which he somehow convinces her to like go along with his crazy ass plan. They spend all night getting the vines set up to look pretty. Which I mean, even if you spent all night working on these like three small vines. Yeah, there's not a lot of vines. There's no way that the guy isn't gonna come in and clock that these have not been tended to. Like that the soil's fucked up, that the vines aren't good, like that that this is a bad situation. What would possibly take all night that couldn't have been done in 45 minutes? I mean, they do a lot of work to try and make the vines look uh, presentable. I don't know how uh, vine management works. It's a whole, like, college... uh, Vintners class? Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. But what I don't understand is wouldn't it take way more than that many vines to make that much wine that she has? Um, Yes. She's got, like... A couple uh, barrels of it in French oak. um, And cases of it, too. She got like 40 cases of wine, a couple barrels. How? Well, they were just, you know, they were going to open up a business. So they were building uh, supply. But they never did. So it was just sitting in the basement. Which they do foreshadow multiple times of Callie looking at the basement. Uh and it felt like it was like, oh, is the dead dad in the and basement? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, we kept saying like, what is in the basement? We thought it was like because it was way. always like her thinking about the accident and then looking at the basement, her yeah. <laughs> thinking about her dead dad looking at the basement, and I was like, oh, the body's in the basement. <laughs> we we maybe watched too many scary movies. Yeah, we thought well, that's the twist. That's the secret. Because well, normally there's nothing good in a basement. No. In like a cellar, like a like a like a root cellar. Like there's nothing good. Ghosts and dead bodies. I, I just I don't understand. Candarian demons. <laughs> and we've and we've we've done like winery tours and stuff, and it always seems like it's a ton of grapes. Oh, you have to have a ton of grapes. You have to have the whole like situation with the fermentation stuff and like the tanks and all that shit. None of they don't have any of that. They don't have those crazy tanks and everything that we saw when we've gone out to vineyards. Um, they're just doing it home style, like the grape stomp lady. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I love that video so much. I showed it to our son. I know. He, he did not get it he at first. He looked 
so confused. Why his dad was crying, laughing at this woman falling and hurting herself. And then you're like, why did their son like the deacons like put banana peels on the floor and pretend to fall? He's a Pratt fall kid. He's a goof. He's a goof. Um, but yes, so the the guy comes, he sees the wine, he checks things out, he takes a taste, decides that he will cut her a check of money. They don't say how much money. <laughs> like, cut her a check of money. But like, what else he's he like, he's like, here, we'll we'll take Wait, this. Here's else? how much Hold we'll on. give you. What else would he cut her a check I, of? I'm just saying because it's always like in all of these movies. Whenever they get to these kind of moments, they're like generalities of like, mm-hmm. here, here's here's a piece of paper with money number on it. Money number is what you need to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, money number is also going to be half of what you get monthly going forward if you can produce wine. So Callie's saved. The house is saved. Everything's saved. Um, and so the family is, Callie's getting ready for a family dinner thing that they always throw. And apparently they're going to throw it this year in the dairy barn, which is. Okay, but didn't his family need that plot? Yes, they needed it for a warehouse. But, like, first of all, the idea that you're getting a warehouse in, like, wine country real estate. Yeah, it is kind of wild. Unless it's, like, for wine and shit. Like, why not go somewhere where the land is cheaper for a warehouse? She must have been in a lot of debt and just, like, taking advantage. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um... They're gonna have a party in the dairy barn, but she's like, the dairy barn is disgusting. It's not clean, and they're like, oh, we don't know. And so they drive out to the dairy barn. It's obviously it's been cleaned up and immaculate, and Connor's there. Mm -hmm. Um, a bunch of other people are there. There's a couple of women already starting to party, even though they're still setting up. They are so two women with drinks go to a middle table with plates. Like, look, you set things out that you can get it. I guess, man. They're the people that show up so early to any kind of like social event. Look, if it says one to four, I'd rather be there at one. Yeah, and I'm like, you have to be there at least at one thirty, so that there's a couple of people. It's not awkward. Um. Anyways. Joseph is there too. And Connor gives Joseph the stamp of approval because he finds out like what Joseph did with all the winery stuff. And so Connor also is wearing a very cute like elf shirt (laughs) for no reason. I think, yes. And I think it's because they were like, oh, he's been such a monster this whole movie. We have to do something to really like cuten and soften him up in this one scene so they're like here's a ridiculous elf shirt what did it say? <laughs> no it's just a green long sleeve shirt with like a an elf costume print on it you know like a, a like a tuxedo shirt but it's like an elf outfit I totally missed it. oh no didn't miss it was there for it Wait, is this where there's the chandeliers <clears throat> which were yes there are chandeliers in this dairy farm which did joseph pay for that Probably because that's fancy. fucking crazy. 
You know what was crazy? How we find out that the mother dies. It oh. blows a kiss oh. to the daughter at the end of oh. this scene. Okay, so they're in the... Oh, this is... this. Chef's it. kids. <laughs> the breadsticks are delicious. Yeah, the breadsticks are delicious. <laughs> um, this moment. So, everything's kind of fallen into place. Joseph and Callie are together again. Um, the party's going beautifully. They're dancing. The mom blows a kiss to Callie. Um, and then it fades out. <laughs> and then fades into... It fades into Callie and Joseph sitting on a bench that says in loving memory of the mom and the dad. <laughs> like, okay, she dead. Because we know it's not funny, but we watched it two times in a row because we're like, that, there's no way that's how they tell us. <laughs> there's no way that's how they tell us that this woman died. But that's how they tell us that this woman died. Yeah. They, 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 on the memorial bench that they put it on the oh property. God, it was so crazy. Can I just say, <clears throat> again, we saved this one for last because we thought it'd be like like a nice mirrored bookend of Christmas Inheritance in form of plot. And it was not. We had evictions, cancer, uh, traffic accidents. Like <laughs> and nothing about Christmas. No, very, very, very little Christmas. I guess that's what makes it a California Christmas, is that we are all atheist monsters out here who say happy holidays instead of Christmas. So it's like, you know, barely about Christmas. What what was about Christmas other than the deadline? The deadline and the fact that the the scene in the barn. <laughs> that's oh it. God. Those are the two things. Um. <clears throat> But, yeah, I mean, in a way, it was kind of the culmination of all these films, though, too, because it was so many of, like, the nepotism, Mm -hmm. um, business deals having to be done by Christmas, dead parents, silent night, night, secrets. I mean, you got, like, the whole shebang. That's true. Uh, uh, Montages. Yeah, montage, B-list actor. Interrupted um, kisses. Interrupted kisses. Uh, I mean... I think it was. This is the closest we've ever gotten to a Texas blackout. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think so. The fact that there was no Santa is the only thing that's missing. I I I don't know if that's true. I, what is this one? It's California Christmas. It's twelve. No, no, no. Now I'm saying there was one earlier that wedding planner. Hmm. Maybe yeah. Well, in the tradition of. All of these films, though, too. All of these Netflix Christmas movies. This one has a sequel also that just came out, like, this week. Called A California Christmas City Lights. This week? Yeah, it's very recent. Uh, number two trending in the USA in films on Netflix right now as of when I, when we recorded this. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. I. So, now let's do... Recap time. Okay, just out of the 24 on our bingo card, 18 for Wedding Planner. Whoa! Okay, yeah. so maybe Wedding Planner is I the... I Wedding uh, Planner is the winner. If, yeah. Because it's so insane. Yes. If you have not seen Wedding Planner... A Christmas Wedding Planner. Christmas or wedding just, planner. Not, not a Christmas, just Christmas Wedding Planner. Also go see the J-Lo one, but Christmas Wedding Planner mm-hmm. is wild. Yes. Um, So, uh, five... 
out of five crosses on the side of the road signifying <laughs> <No>. dead parents. <laughs> how many are you given this? Which in turn is also kind of indicating how many people died in a car accident. How many people died in a California Christmas? <laughs> I want to give it a one, but I feel like it's not as bad as like Breakin or no, it's not not as bad as those. I don't know what we I gave those. I I think we have to give it the three. So no. I well, I mean, just in terms of like if we're trying to compare them to the Christmas Breakin and stuff, I think it has to be a three, but it should be a two. But it's not even that Christmas. I say it's a two and a half. Which means that it's two crosses and then a little like half cross because one of the people that died was pregnant. So it's like. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to give it two. Because <clears throat> I don't consider it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We're, we've reached the end of the road. In terms of our Christmas journey. It's so sad. We've done 12 days. Um. What did we learn? Well, we learned that we can't end on a non-Christmas movie. Yeah, this was kind of a, a, a bad movie to end on. So what should we do? I think we have to record one more. We have to make it a baker's dozen days of Flixmas. I lo- and it'll come out on Christmas. It'll come out on Christmas, yeah. I have an idea. You have an idea? What if we watch something that's not on Netflix? <laughs> what if we completely subvert the whole format of this show for the last episode? Yeah, we go rogue. Well, it's something that we once watched on Netflix. Oh, that's true. This is true. I think we're gonna have to watch Merry Christmas. You guys, it's the it's the movie that made us want to do a, a podcast in the first place. I love Merry Christmas so much. The amount of like hatred and disinterest i have for california christmas is only matched by the love that i have for merry christmas yeah so look forward to that yeah we're gonna do that tomorrow i think that's how we have to end it um but yeah this movie just was not the business no it was a bummer and um they should be ashamed of themselves (laughs) (laughs) no 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 (laughs) I just don't know why they call it a California Christmas. I think because it's like wine and wine country in California. I'm sorry. I emphasized the word California when I should have emphasized the word Christmas. It really, if they had said a Sonoma Christmas, I think it would have been like a little bit more accurate. There's no Christmas. A Sonoma holiday season time. (laughs) No, it's still, I mean, was there even a tree? At the end, they're decorating a tree. Manny and Leo are decorating a tree together because if they are not a couple, they should be oh, a couple. They're the best. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but that's it. So uh, I guess we will see you guys tomorrow. No, you know what? Hey, we're going to put this out on Christmas. But if any of you listen to this on Christmas. Y- you can watch, You can listen the day after. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um. Or if you're just like want to get away from your family for a little while on Christmas Day, I get that. Yes. But you don't have to listen to that episode on Christmas Day. No. We are releasing it on Christmas Day because that's who we are. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're home. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. 
But yeah, that's it. So um, until next time. As always, Merry Flixmas. And happy viewing. Bye.